Hello, and welcome to episode 122 of Beyond the Weight with Henny and Sandy. Hello to you. Henny, I'm a believer. Okay, so Sandy (laughs) sends me this link to a video, and she's like, have you seen this before? And usually, if you're sending me something with a have you seen this before, you can pretty much be guaranteed I have not seen it. (laughs) I I have not seen anything. But this particular video I had seen because it was a video of Carpool Karaoke with James Mm -hmm. Corden featuring Justin Bieber. And oh. it is hysterical. Can you, I love watching Justin Bieber's face because he's got his tongue in the side of his cheek because he's trying not to laugh. Correct. Classic trying not to laugh. <laughs> Classic trying not to laugh move. You got it. Yeah. Mouth is open, tongue in the side, keep a straight face. So funny. Very funny. Anyways. If if you have never seen Carpool Karaoke, you oh, have well. to Google. You have to Google it because there are so many available for your viewing pleasure on YouTube. The so have you seen the Carpool Karaoke with Celine Dion? Yes. Oh, that one! I think I've seen it three times, and it cracks me up every time. He's done a couple of them with, so he, I think he did one with all of the guys from One Direction, but he also has done a couple of others with just like one of them. And, and like, and, but then he like asks them questions to like pit them against each other. (laughs) And it is so funny. (laughs) Have you seen the one with the red hot chili peppers? No, I don't think I've seen that one. You need to because then he decides that he wants to have an actual fist fight with them and they stop and get onto someone's front lawn and actually have a tumble. You would I die. Mean, it, he, he's so funny. Yeah, carpool karaoke. That is, that is the one like YouTube rabbit hole that I can yeah. definitely get myself into tr- some trouble with. Meaning uh-huh. like, I think I'm just going to spend 15 minutes and then like two hours later, I'm like, I'm still watching these. This is a, this is a problem. Yeah. 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 And if, if you need something to make you feel like to, as uplifting to, to lift your mood, it is hundred percent. Absolutely. Yeah. It, I think 100% guaranteed mood booster. Yes. <laughs> the ones the ones that aren't that you know what take a guess at what other type of videos that I can get totally like sucked into. Oh. Um I don't know. Like another person or another type of no. another type another of type of one. Reunions by military surprising oh. their families. Okay. I can see that for you. Oh, it's it's ridiculous. I can be crying. Yeah. It's like so gut-wrenchingly sweet and yeah. Yeah. Anyway. But the thing for me is that if I'm looking for like a mood booster. Yeah. I don't think I'm looking for something sentimental and emotional because even though it's, it's Uh. definitely a positive and lovely thing. I don't think that's going to boost my mood. I need no. something that's, I, I need something that's going to like be upbeat. Yes. It's going to make me laugh. Yes. Yeah. hundred percent. It's just that what happens on Facebook is that when you watch one thing, then uh, it's like, they're all, there's a bunch of stuff. 
Yes. You know, like lots of Ellen things and lots of this. And yes. then when you watch one, then you get more because now they're like, yeah. whoa, the algorithm says, hey, we got another sucker here that likes yeah. to watch those. So I'm going <laughs> to give her what I'm yes. going to give her that crack. That's what she gonna wants. Say. That's what she's getting. Yeah, exactly. If some people are very creative and clever yeah. with like with putting things together, right? Like with seeing something to video, but then with the music that they add or the words yeah. that they add to it, some some yeah. people are very, very some, creative. They have lots of time anyway. And lots of time on their hands. Yeah. 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 So, <laughs> yes. So I am a believer. I really do like Justin Bieber. I, I, I do think he's super cute. And I also and, really like him. Yeah. Yeah. So lemons. Henny, did you know that you can freeze a whole lemon? Like you just take the lemon and put it in the freezer? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it won't be like Yeah, you can it, it may be, but you can but the juice is still gonna be juicy and you can still get the rind off of it to use if you need. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so here's a question. Could you put the lemon in the freezer and then like grate it to get the uh-huh. rind while it's frozen? That and that would be brilliant because well, except if you want to juice it right after though. Okay. Then, then you're squeezing it and you're yeah. getting it nice and juicy, right? But, but if you, but if you just needed the rind, yes, I feel like that actually would it would be easier to grate if it were yeah. frozen. So here's the next question about freezing the lemon. Yeah. What is the theory behind it? Like, why would you want to put your lemon in a freezer? Well, for me, because here I can't get them all the time. So if I can get them and then I have them. Where did I learn this, you might ask? I, when I was with my future daughter-in-law, I learned a lot of things when I was with her. Okay. So I opened a freezer. I'm like, why do you have freaking lemons in there? And then she said, well, I buy, sometimes I buy lemons and then I don't need them right away. So that, or I need one and I don't have one and it calls for fresh lemon juice. And so then I have them in the freezer and I was like, huh, I never thought about that. No, it never, I, it never yeah. would have crossed my mind to do that. So then I Googled, of course, and Dr. Mr. Google, Dr. Google, everybody Google, cooker Google, you know, yeah. Google. Sh- Chef Google, I think one would say. Chef rather Google. Than, <laughs> rather Thank than you. cooker Google. <laughs> <laughs> Those are, that's something Americans might say, cooker. That is true. Put it on the cooker. Um, (laughs) um, Yeah, and it said yes. And you can slice them so that they're ready for whatever, like you can make them into like quarters so Mm -hmm. that you have them ready for other things. Hmm. Anyway, so when I went to the grocery store Monday, they they had like actual lemons, not Mm -hmm. limons, which Mm -hmm. they look almost like a lemon, but they're a lime. And so I bought them. Because the other thing is that then Steph is always showing me, oh, I made this pound dropper and it's so lemony. And I'm like, can never replicate the lemon because I don't have the rind to grate Mm, into it. Okay. Then yesterday I made that cake, which I took a beautiful photo. I sent a photo to my husband saying, here's what you're having with tea tonight. Like he came home and he said, oh, I see you went out and bought me a treat today. I said, oh. <laughs> I did not buy you anything. I made that picture I sent to you. It was lemony. It was very good. I honestly, for two points per piece, 100% worth it. I, If you like lemon and blueberries, highly recommend it. All right. Yeah. 
Yeah, but you need the lemon rind to get the the real lemon yeah. flavor. Yeah. yeah, and I put extra in. It called for like one teaspoon or something, and I remember Steph saying she puts lots in. Now yeah. I need poppy seeds to do the pound lemon dropper poppy, poppy seed. Mm-hmm. And then just one random thing, because I don't okay. know, and Phil, Phil said, ask me. Um, how many books have you read so far this year? Read slash listened to? Um, I can tell you that exact number. Yes. He asked me, I said, it's going to be a lot, but she will know. And she actually this year decided to categorize them all too. Yeah. Let me see. I have them in a spreadsheet. 92. Wow. That's amazing. Three of them I know are graphic novels. So that doesn't necessarily take very long to read. A couple of them are definitely a couple of them I, I know were like super short books three of them are books of poetry like so like some of it is is stuff that doesn't necessarily take a long time to read but there's some stuff on here too that's like like I read Anna Karenina this year I mean mm-hmm. that was a slog to say the yeah. least <laughs> so you know so it's yeah. so it's a real mix of books and like I read a hand like a handful on probably a dozen of them are young adult books which also are are quicker reads but I mean yeah. It's uh, but okay. First of all, it's a lot. It's that's surprising even to me. That is, yeah. And and there should be like no, no like discounting this that the next thing. It's like weight loss. Oh, it's only been right. That's it. Because, I mean, that's amazing. And I said to Phil, I go, well, you know, I know that Henny often will have an audio book on the go and an actual like um, in hand book or like a book to read. So sometimes you have all three, you have the listening, you have the, the book on um, digital. Right. And then you actually have a A print physical print book. So Mm -hmm. um, I have read 34 this year, which. Hey, that is also a good number. I know. I'm pretty impressed. And like you, you know, some are, some are, are, shorter easier reads other ones are longer like yeah. obama's book was like 800 i'm in yeah. empire of pain which is 900 pages it also is yeah i haven't i haven't read that yeah. one yet but it's yeah. on my and list and it's a slower read because there's a lot of information that is not familiar you know and mm-hmm. so trying to keep it actually it's that's a that's a really good point that sometimes it's the familiarity of what you're reading that can make a real difference to how quickly you can read something, right? Because if, especially when you're talking about, I was going to say, especially when you're talking about nonfiction, but I think it's true for fiction too, right? Like, like for example, if you read a lot of mystery, you kind of know the trope, right? Like you kind of know when the characters are going to be introduced, when the clues are going to be like, you kind of know how the story is going to play out. But then if you were to read like science fiction and you've never read that before, you have to Mm -hmm. kind of slow yourself down to figure out, okay, what is going on and how is this connected? And, and in nonfiction, it's the same, right? Like if you're reading about a topic that you know quite well, um, then, then you can read through it quite quickly because it's, it's something you've already heard before or, yes. you know, whereas if it's something brand new, yeah, that can be, that can slow you down. Definitely. Yeah. 100% audiobooks changed my reading life yeah. in a major way. Yeah. Yeah. I hundred percent. I agree. I agree. I don't, I don't listen to as many 
as I'd like because often if I've looked for a book, I I put a hold on both and I end up getting often the one the ebook the digital first. one yeah comes first. So, um, but yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so, so I can tell would Phil. you say <laughs> so 30, 36 books and it's only August. Yeah. So um, would you say that that is more, less or on par with the reading that you typically do? Oh, for sure more. And there have been, I started off really strong through in the beginning of the year. There was a point when I did, I, I really slowed down and didn't really read very much yeah and now I've seemed to try and I'm picking up again part of it was just that some of the books that I had put holds on and they came up I, I and we've talked about this before is that you often you'll just continue on till the end of a book there's a point and I can get I can get to a third of the way through a book and be like you know what this is just not doing it for me or it becomes very repetitive or I don't maybe it's because some of the books like if I read a memoir sometimes I'm reading and I'm like you know what I just this just doesn't this is doing nothing for me I'm getting nothing out of this like I'm yeah. I'm getting annoyed I'm getting annoyed yeah. and yeah. so I'll I'll just let it go um yeah. but that's good that's a good quality to have that's a characteristic that I wish I I possessed well I guess I guess there's up in the you know there's it's two sides to that because one is that, you know, maybe I need to be a little bit more open to other people's experiences, right? Mm -hmm. Because I might learn something, but on the other hand is that when I feel like it's affecting me in the wrong way, like, you know, maybe it's just the mood that is happening at the time. I mean, there's well, oh, and I, so complicated. And, but I think that sometimes the, I think that sometimes that is sometimes when you're reading something, it just, it's not written well or yeah. it is written well but it's just not written in a way that you are sort of catching on to it or it's just not it's not it or it's not what you thought it was going to be and so yeah. it's not what you're interested in but sometimes i think it's it's what you kind of alluded to that it's just not the right time like like your yeah. head is just not in the right space for that because i've actually found that this year especially, I really have, I tend to be, I think I started doing it accidentally and then I found that I actually really appreciated it, that I tend to sort of bounce back and forth between something that's kind of light and fluffy and something that's a little bit heavier or more serious or like between something that's fiction and something that's nonfiction. Like I tend to sort of jump, like jump back and forth almost because mm which I find really pleasant because otherwise I feel like it's just too much of the same thing. And like, I just, you yeah. know, it's, it's not as enjoyable. Yeah. So, so, the, okay. So more than usual, but, but with peaks and valleys and same for me, that some, mm -hmm. there seem to be some points during the year when I like read a tremendous amount and then, other sections of the year where I feel like I was in a little bit of a slump. Um, but, uh, and then what about the stuff that you are reading similar to what you typically would have read anything that you're reading that like, that you really liked that surprised you that you liked it? Mm, no, I, I, I wouldn't say that surprised me that I liked it, but I, uh, I mean, I, you know, think I, I was always like 
as a teenager and into my 20s, I read a lot. Like, I always had a book. Like, you know, I just really, really enjoyed reading. And then when I had my kids, I just didn't have the time with working and them and and whatever. And it kind of got away from me. The books I would have read during that time are like, honestly, Harlequin romances, like, yeah. 100%. hundred percent. Yeah. Um, and I didn't get back into probably reading until maybe 10 or 11 years ago and then did a little bit and then none. Um, but now for the last couple of years, especially I, I would say since I met you, honestly, is like, then there's been, because we, the conversations have been about books mm-hmm. often. Mm-hmm. And so then, then you, your interest is peaked. Um, but I now to, if I was to read like a romance, it does nothing for me. Like, honestly, that like yeah. I see some of those books or people that have written like numbers of books. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not interested in that type of book. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. I don't even know, like, you, you know, some uh, someone who's written like 30 novels. But to me, they're cookie cutter. Yeah. And, and they are. Right. And, and yeah, in yeah. a lot of cases, when when those authors have been able to produce that number of books, that's that's why. Right. Because they are. Yeah. They have the same types of characters, the same sorts of things happen, the same, yes. you know, it, it just happens to take place in a different location. Or, you know, it's a, yes. a you know, a, a gardener as opposed to like a gas station attendant or, you know, like, like little, yeah. my, for sure, yeah. for sure. And, and I think that, you know, with anything that you're reading, there's a time, there's a time and a place for it. Um, and like you said, you know, like when you were so busy and raising kids and working and doing all of that, like the, the fraction of time that you might've had to read needed to be something light, fluffy, something that you didn't have to think about, something that was going to be an escape from whatever it was, you know, whereas now it's, you're in a very different part of your life where it's like, okay, well now I'm reading things because I want to learn something about this, or I'm reading things because this particular uh, character dynamic is interesting to me or whatever, right? Like it's a very different, when you're in a different place, what you're interested in reading is different too. For sure. Um, Because, you know, when you're busy, you don't also, you also don't have the attention. So they, maybe concentrate on something that's a little bit heavier. So that, that makes yeah. sense actually why it was more of a distraction than it was to really learn anything. Cause you don't really learn anything out of like, a Harlequin no. romance. No, like no, no. from Nora Roberts, so, uh, for no. example. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, no. speaking about books and reading, mm-hmm. <laughs> I did just finish um, a book this week that I wanted, I took some notes about because I wanted to talk to you about a few things in the book. So, and the book was actually, it's an, Uh it's another, Steph has been on a real reading kick herself, one of our dear, dear listeners, and she keeps sending us recommendations. And so this was one of her recommendations as well. And the book is called Things No One Will Tell Fat Girls by Jess M. Baker. I would highly recommend the book to anyone who's interested in uh, reading about different people's experiences navigating life in a fat body. So in, in, a, in, a, in a body that is not considered by society to be thin. And what I really appreciated the most actually about this book is that she is 
a white woman, cisgender woman who is writing this book, but she's included in the book essays and sections of her chapters written by other authors um, of other genders and other races. And actually, I think there's one essay by an author with a with a physical disability as well. So it's really like she's fully saying like, here's my experience, but my experience is not every person's experience. And it's not every person's experience mm -hmm. in, be, in large part due to the fact that I live in this world with a lot of other privilege. And so she's included other writers um, who are also speaking of what it's like to live in this world with a, a body considered plus size and something else that makes them not at the at the top of the privileged system, which I thought was really interesting. But there are a few things in her book that I wanted to chat with you about. So first, there's a section where she's talking about, um, you know, having a community of people and how important it is to have like-minded people in your world and in your social milieu so that you have the support that you need for for whatever like and and she says you know like everyone needs this it's not just um it's not just people who who identify as having uh challenges with their weight it's it's also you know it's all people and mm -hmm. i and so she she talks about this analogy that was it must have been in Medea the the movie with Eddie Murphy mm -hmm. um but it's and and so I I apologize if I've got that uh reference wrong but I don't think I do I think I'm right but I guess the analogy is most people are leaves they blow around and they aren't that reliable some <laughs> people are branches but you have to be careful with them because even though they look strong, if you lean on them, they might break. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that what you really need is just a few people in your life who are roots. Mm -hmm. And I thought, and like, it was just such a, a pretty way of like describing what it's like to have people in your life. Right. And like, yeah, you know, you, you can like I'm sure anyone listening can think about like the people in your life who are your roots who keep you stable and keep you centered and grounded and then who are the people in your life who are the branches who are yeah. who are there and and you know give you some sort of stability but if you you know maybe if you you know sat or swung on them that yeah. might not be okay you know yeah and then and then all of the leaves in your life yeah you know that yeah. are just kind of fluttering about so i thought that was kind of i thought that was kind of fun okay yeah that's so, good there's another um part of the book where she's talking about she actually she goes into kind of a deep dive on the uh the history of North American culture and their understanding and appreciation of what is beauty and where, you know, starting in 
like maybe the early 1900s and moving through the 1900s and into current day and how that idea has shifted and why and and that whole section was very interesting just to to I mean, nothing that you haven't heard already before, nothing that you haven't really understood yourself probably with your own life experience and the life experience of your parents or grandparents, you know, but but just to sort of hear it again and to see it delineated like that was kind of interesting. But um, there was this whole discussion about, you know, things that culture or society tells you are beautiful and things that culture or society tells you that aren't. And, and so the, the author says, sometimes what happens is we get ourselves into, into a problematic situation when we tell ourselves any, like anything that society says is beautiful. If I really want to like push against that, I can't subscribe to any of those things. And, and mm. she's like, I don't think that's true. F- let me give you an example. So one example would be um, like wearing heels. So, you know, the idea in society is that to wear heels, like heels are beautiful, like feminine women wear heels. Yeah. Like it, it's something that is elegant. It's considered to be lovely, you know, that and 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 feminine. And so she says, like, there's a group of people who, who believe, like, if I really want to say, you know, society shouldn't tell me what's beautiful, that means I can't wear heels. And Mm -hmm. she's like, no, no. She's like, I don't think that's true. I think if it's good, like, if you like it, then you should do it. And if you don't like it, then you shouldn't feel pressured to do it just because society tells you that you should. And so I really liked, obviously, I really liked that take because it's about, you know, doing what is good for you. And so she gave a few examples of these, like, beauty ideals, she calls them. And she does a little game, like, she does a little part in her book where she says yay or nay for herself for each of these things. And some of them are yays and some of them are nays. And so I thought okay. we should do that. Okay. So let's start with heels. Mm-hmm. Yay or nay? Yay. Do I like, Yeah. do I wear heels? Yes, yeah. yes, I like to wear heels, yes. I know what you are. Yeah, like, I would say 95% of the time, I'm a big fat nay. Give me a flip-flop any day. Yeah. But I know, like, when I when I was taking, like, ballroom dance lessons and competing in ballroom dance, I definitely wore heels for that. But And if I ever were to do that again, I would go back to wearing heels for that activity because... Mm-hmm. It because you need to because it pushes you onto the ball of your foot, which is where you need to be. Mm. So for me, it's not a beauty ideal, but like uh, equipment for the sport. Even though that sounds yeah. really bizarre, but so for the yeah. most part, I'm a nay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And Next. and I like like when I I feel more put together. I'd say yeah. if I've got a heel on, okay. like for me, it makes a difference. I can have the same outfit on and have a flat shoe. But when you put a heel, it does. It's different. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I, I I think actually a lot of people would have that same 
that same feeling as, as what you're describing. Yeah, whether it could be a pair of jeans, it's the same thing. Yeah. It, it, yeah. it, it, I think that it, it can be the one accessory that can bring you from casual to dressy. Yes, I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that. Okay, all right, I like it. Okay, next one. Shaving your legs, yay or nay? Uh, yay. <laughs> I also am 100% yay. I just, I just don't like the feel of hair on my legs. Well, me neither. And I, I, I have known, I've known people that like for the whole winter just do not shave their legs. Yeah. I also have known people like that and I can't do it. Yeah. Mm. It's just, it isn't a, it isn't a look I like. Yeah. It's not, it isn't something that I find it. Yeah. It's not necessarily a look that I like either. But and I for, don't like, feel good about my, myself. That's it. Like for myself, yeah. it's not even that I don't feel good about, like, I don't feel good about myself. I just, I don't like the feel of it. Mm. Okay. So there's next, next one. Okay. Lipstick. Oh, yeah. I, yay. I'm a, yes. Same. Yeah. But for me, it's the same reason as the heel. Like heels. it's like, it's like the, 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 the finishing finish. touch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I it is one thing that I have missed because of COVID and wearing masks. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big fat nay on the lipstick front. What about chapstick, though? I oh. mean, if I have, if, if my top lip is chapped, I'll put some Blistex on. Okay. But, okay. like, no. You know what it you know what it is about lipstick, like true, like lipstick that has color on it yeah. is I find that lipstick, I don't know, maybe now it wouldn't, but as a younger person putting lipstick on made me look older and I already look older. Okay. And so I was, so, so it's, so I guess it's still a, like a, a beauty ideal thing. Yeah. Like it's still this idea of like, not like, I already present as older than I am, which I'm totally fine with, but I don't need to add 10 years by putting some red right. on my lip, you know, yeah. Yeah. but, well, but, I, but I also yeah. know like in my social circle, I'm the exception to the rule. Like a lot yeah. of, a lot of my female friends and colleagues love, like they love a, a quote unquote bold lip. They love it. <laughs> and, and I just like, it's just not me. It's just not for me. I don't know. You, you, you realize that right now Steph is like listening and dying because <laughs> I, I'm going to toss it out there that, that she is also a lover of a bold. A bold I would, I would think that that is very true, Yeah, <laughs> but it's, it's a nay for me. Yeah. All right. Next one. Dresses. Dresses are a yay for me. Yeah. yeah they're a yay for me too. Yeah. I like a dress, mm-hmm. especially like a little, like a little sundress. I'm into that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I do. Too. I, I do. I don't want anything with length. Mm. Whereas you do. Yeah. But that's, but that's not, that has nothing to do with the dress and everything to do with the leg under the dress. 
hundred <laughs> percent. My dress, so dresses have to be beyond the knee. It's very difficult to find. Very and for difficult. me, they have to be above the knee. Otherwise I'm not happy. Yeah. So yeah. So finding a dress is very, it's a very difficult task for me. And so if I have an opportunity to go somewhere and I can wear like a long gown, well, yeah. Also <laughs> like not to like say whatever, but I have, I have like the shape that fits like a fitted you, thing. You do so, have a shape. And so, and that's the problem for me with a dress, especially with a short dress, which is one that I like, mm -hmm. is that it's hard for me actually to find one that, that fits nicely because I don't have a curvy figure like you do. Like I'm very boxy and yeah. so if you put a straight like a, a straight dress yes. on then you look like a big walking rectangle <laughs> or not you I I look like that and so 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 I so I have to be careful with like not all dresses look good on my body yeah and the same like you know I I've learned the type of like the top like you know an empire waist really looks good on me Mm -hmm. you know so but yeah 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 but yeah i'm so we're both yays on that one yeah we are all right last one Oof. tanning oh 100 yay 100, <laughs> you know you already know you already know i'm 100 yay i also am a yay on the tanning situation yeah but i really nay, but a nay on the spray tan i did it once bad experience <laughs> didn't like it I never trick. I never did the spray tan so I'll take your word for it and stay away from it yeah I also have I, I also know that certainly to be in the sun you know sunscreen and being, yeah. being very careful and wearing a hat and all of that as well but but I do like tanned skin yeah I tan very easily so yeah um, I don't burn usually the only places that do is if, like, for some reason I had a two-piece bathing suit on and my stomach has not seen the sun, and so that... Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, but as far as, like, I always have tank top um, tan lines. Tan lines, yeah. yeah. Me, yeah. me too. No, and I don't have the flip-flop ones that you do. I also have flip-flop tan lines. Yes, yes very attractive. <laughs> and I'm totally okay with it. <laughs> <laughs> So anyway, that, that was kind of interesting. Like it was this whole section about like where this idea of beauty comes from and what is beauty. And then I thought that was kind of a fun little thing that we could go through some things that oh, we subscribe to as well as the rest of society or things that we rail against whatever yeah. the the reason for not being into it is. So that's right. that was one section. That led into an interesting discussion about the the tendency of society today, and we see this uh, even in WW as well, to move the focus away from weight as being the the ultimate ideal and making health out to be the ultimate um, goal, the ultimate achievement. Mm -hmm. And it was an interesting conversation in the book about being careful about idolizing the idea of health mm -hmm. 
because it because you could end up in a same in a similar situation where you're being um discriminatory in a certain sense against certain groups of people or certain people when you're saying when you have a very specific idea of what quote unquote health yes. means right 100% and so she gave examples about like people who live with a disability or people who live with a chronic illness or people who live with a, um with a mental illness or you know like like health for like I, I think of my sister, like like who lives with yeah. a chronic illness. Health for her is very different than what health is for me. Yeah. Simply because of of what our bodies are capable of, mm-hmm. you know. And 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 then you know conversation also about the connection between health and weight, and you know that that it is possible to be a thin person and and not be healthy. Mm-hmm. Right. And so, and, 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 and I thought actually she navigated that conversation very well. I was really impressed by it. Um, so I, I, I think, and I think it's a, I think it's a really worthwhile comment to make too, when you're, when you're saying that, you know, we have to be, um, we have to be open to, trusting that people know what is best for them then when we're talking about health we have to know that that people people are in charge at the end of the day of what Mm -hmm. health looks like in their body and and you know and I mean I think it's I think that's in conversation with medical professionals and you know in conversation with people who know health in in general but yeah. definitely person to person body to body you know things are going to look a little different even yeah. if there is a general standard i think you know from person to person it's going to be a little bit different well health and weight aren't exclusively connected you know, like they're not, there's a lot of other things. I do, I do believe that, that for myself and that in general, like you're saying that the focus has shifted from losing, just losing weight to a more holistic view of it. And that once you start doing and living as healthy, the a healthier version of yourself than you are at, at when you start, mm-hmm. that, mm-hmm. that your weight does is affected by that yeah that that you will see shifts in that but it will I believe in a healthier way than to just focus on what do I need to do to lose x amount of pounds yes because those things are often extreme and they they are very Mm short-lived and they don't actually make you feel better about yourself in general Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. so it's been tough to navigate that when you are looking holistically at living healthier, that it's going to be a slower process to remove the weight and that it's also um, finding out what, what that, what that looks like to you is like what you're saying is that what Mm -hmm. are the things that you need to do? What are the things that you're willing to give up? Because 
you know, you, you don't want, you want to be able to remove weight without giving up your life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and how do well, you balance because if you're, if you're giving up your life, like how healthy is that? Yeah. But right. it all it comes the- back, it all comes back to that word, right? That everyone has a, an idea in their head of what health yes. means, right? And so I think sometimes, I think we, I think we just have to be careful that that when when I say, like when I say that that I want to be healthy, that means yeah. something that might be different from what it means when you say you want to be healthy. And so even yeah. like when we're wishing health for other people, we have to make sure that we're wishing health on their terms. Yes. Openly. Yes. Yeah. 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 As opposed yeah. to my, ver- I hope that you achieve my version of health. Exactly. Like, that's where, th- and that's where the problem is when we're talking about like a societal ideal. Right. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, yeah, and I think it's, I know for myself that I can be following different people with, you know, maybe that they're a nutritionist or they're, you know, I don't know, a a holistic practitioner of some sort. And sometimes you get into, I'll be following somebody and then I find that they, all of a sudden that their view on what are the right things and wrong things is very, gets very narrow. And so I recognize at that point, like that is not, that is not the way that I, I view health. And so I, I have to unfollow somebody and then look for people who recognize that there are different, it's like whether you're a vegan, a vegetarian, you're keto, you're um, uh, uh, fasting, whatever it is, doesn't mean that that's a wrong way and that I should be looking at what you're doing as, you know, lesser than what I'm doing Mm -hmm. but it also doesn't mean that that you know you hope that people are still open to hearing what your version of health is Mm -hmm. and that I'm I also try to make sure I continue to be open to learning about what that really means not just the you know Cole's notes version of it so because I think that there are ways to pick things up from different um you know, views of health or different ideals of health or what people are actually living mm-hmm. and, and be able to incorporate those into what I'm doing too, mm-hmm. you know, and, and changing things. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. It's, that's a, it's a, I think it's a good reminder for people to not be so focused on mm-hmm. their version and that that's the only thing and that everybody should do what you're doing. Right. Mm-hmm. Or that other people are wrong. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. Yeah. The the last thing that was in the book that I wanted to discuss with you is towards the beginning of the book, actually, the author talks about an article that she came across at some point. And the article, I don't remember where that article was published. Maybe she never even mentioned it. But it was an article that was like a list of things that uh, people who carry extra weight should not do because oh. they because they have a particular body size and people of those bo- of that body size should not do those things. And so she has taken it upon herself to take all of those things from the list and make it into her own list that she calls 
the fat people do all the things challenge. (laughs) So, (laughs) and so throughout the book, she goes through 12 different things that she says, anyone at any body size should do these things. Mm -hmm. And so I thought we'll go through those 12 things. Okay. Thing number one, cannonballs. Absolutely. You should do those. What the heck? Why, right. why shouldn't you do that? What you're going to empty the pool? Like uh, you're going <laughs> to hit is, the bottom? Like, I don't get it. What a strange thing to, to put yeah. out the things that, that, that you shouldn't do because of your particular body size. I mean, cannonball bombs away. Yeah. Yeah. I think the more, the more body mass you have, the bigger, the, the cannonball, the, the bigger like, the, the splash. Yeah. Isn't that the point of a cannonball? Oh, I just think that that's a bunch of skinny people that are just like, you know, envious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So that's, that was number one. That's, that's their problem. I agree. I agree. <laughs> all right. Number two, things that all people should do. Swing. Yes. And I, I, I just thought, what a, I love to swing. Yeah. I mean, do you need, are there going to be, like, you're, there are different size, like, bases for swing. So, obviously, like, if your body is, your butt's not going to yeah. fit on it. Well, and, and I, I think, and in the book, they, the swing is, like, bowing out like that because of the chain or the thing. Obviously. Like, yeah. it's going to not be comfortable. And Well, and I think even in the book, she said, she's like, you know what? She's like, and if it's not comfortable, she's like, just bring a pillow. Yeah. <laughs> that's like, that's funny. But no, absolutely. So that was on there. I mean, I, there's something about being on a swing yeah. that is very freeing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's fun. So, yeah. So that was thing number two. Number three, ride a bike. These are all dumb things. Who made this friggin' list? I don't know, Sandy. I almost said an instead of friggin', I almost said another <laughs> word because like I, I, I'm getting annoyed. Annoyed. So the ride, ride a bike was one of them. So oh. ride okay. a bike, ride a bike, and swing. Those are two uh, two things that I bo- that I feel both have that same like really freeing feeling. I think because like you're moving through air quite quickly, and yeah. so like that that feels really good on you, like the, to have the wind on your face. Yeah. Okay. I like that. So that was three. So here was number four. Okay. Sit in a booth. Okay. I don't think it's that they shouldn't do. I think that the, 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 the concern there is that it might not be comfortable. And, and I mean, I've been in some booths that, I think this isn't even comfortable. I'm not comfortable here. Yeah. And so that was one that I thought, ah, like I, I would never want to arrive at a restaurant and have someone assume that I wouldn't want to sit in a booth just by looking at me. I, yeah. I wouldn't want that to happen. For However, sure. However, I will, I will tell you that when I was, um, when I was at my heaviest weight and maybe even not my heaviest, but towards my heavier weight, there are multiple places that I know that I have been that like it, it just, it was awful. It was an awful experience to be, to be squished in a booth because you like, I literally was like squeezed yeah. in and like my boobs are sitting on the <laughs> table, like my stomach, you know, like it, like yeah. awful, 
awful, awful, yeah. awful. And so I, I got quickly became very vocal about requesting not to be out of booth because I, because I, I, because every time I went to a restaurant, I was worried is because here was the thing. If you were at a booth where the table was separate from the booth, yeah. if you're with someone who's slender, they just would like, like my, my, um, best friend in high school is super, super, super slender. So she would just pull the table towards her and it was no big deal. But some booths are bolted, bolted mm -hmm. to the ground and you can't move the table. Yeah. And so I, I would like, I would have a little bit of anxiety going into those restaurants, not knowing like, am I going to fit in this booth? Am I not going to fit in this booth? How's that going to go? I mean, now I would prefer to be in a booth. So yeah. Like that yeah. has changed, but, yeah. but I mean, I, I certainly, I certainly wouldn't want someone else to make that decision for me. No. And I, I also think Henny that, um, if we look at what, you know, a booth was at one point and, uh, like whatever the dimensions were for a booth that has changed also over time. Like if you think I'm thinking right now, uh, hutches going yeah. into the booth at Hutchess, okay? That is like old school, like linoleum kind of top with the yeah. metal around it, like the jukebox is there, and that's yeah. like a bench, right? That's a that's a very shallow booth as yeah. far as size yeah. comes. But I was recently at the keg that have, they've I guess they've remodeled most of their places, and we were in a big, like in a booth, yeah. which would, would also fit like six or seven people. Right, you right, know, right. With lots of lots of room and I think that part of it is that people like we've just gotten to be we're bigger than we yeah. were and, yeah. but also that it's a different like a more relaxed and I relaxed but also intimate type of experience and so booths have changed for that reason too yeah yeah but but under 100% like I wouldn't want someone to make that decision for yeah. me but also would not be comfortable because it just physically doesn't feel comfortable. Yeah. Like, yeah, for yeah, you, of course. For no, you course. or for, for you, not just not saying or you, for the but people for with, anyone. Or yes. for the people with you. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's just a whole awkward situation for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So that, okay, was, so so can... that was, that was number four. Number five, may, uh, so make art that features you. And so she she talked about that being like something as simple as like taking a selfie or something more like artistic like you know making some sort of a painting that had you in it but but she you know and so can you imagine like someone well I mean I, I guess people have this thought you know that that if your body is not the societal ideal you shouldn't like you shouldn't have an image no, that, that's, that, that's, that shows you, you know what I mean? Like, it's such a strange thing. And so she, like, she had a whole bit about, like, you know, uh, taking selfies and, like, why this is important and why you need to have photos of mm -hmm. yourself. And, like, it was, yeah, it was, yeah. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. It was really good. So that was number five. Number six, flying an airplane. Yeah. Well, okay. So as she, <laughs> I mean, she, you know, there was a whole section about talking about, different um airplane policies and like and then like having to ask for the seatbelt extender and the possible embarrassment of that and like all of that and she was like you can order those on amazon and i was like oh wow i mean huh. 
I wish I'd known that. Yeah. <laughs> Years ago, I would have saved myself some anxiety. Some anxiety. But it, but here's the thing. I what I so not at no there's no place when you are buying an airplane ticket that I've seen online no. that it asks you what your weight is. Nope. So if you're not going to ask, then that can't be as. No, but it's I also about. But it's also about if you don't fit into one seat comfortably. Correct. And then, I mean, then it's like people don't want you sitting beside them. Correct. Yes. Like when I hear stuff like that, I want to punch people in the face. Yeah. I, I honestly do. Yeah, same. Like, like, I don't even think about it. No, no. But I think, yeah, I... I mean, yeah, I got nothing. I got nothing. I, cause it's the same. Like I, it's like, you know, like when you go on an airplane, when you are sitting in economy class, yeah, you just know that you're going to be sitting squished in with a bunch of people. Yeah. Whether with average size people, like, it, and like not, maybe maybe they have an infant on their lap, you yeah. know, what I mean? like yeah. <laughs> or a dog under their seat, like yeah, 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 like shit happens, or like five different bags from duty free. Okay, that that in itself that is another whole other conversation. <laughs> People that think that that is my space up here, that is not your space above your seat. There's no nothing that says that, that is your space. <laughs> everyone needs everyone needs to share here. Just want to like punch you in the head too for that reason, you know. Like, <laughs> don't touch my bag. This is my. You moved it. Like, oh my god, really? Okay. Anyways, <laughs> next Ooh, one. I feel better now. I've said that. Wear a <laughs> bikini. Go. No. Okay. So that that it. You know. No. I mean, we just talked about that recently. So we and we, yes, we've we've fi we figured that one out for ourselves. Okay. Yeah. Next one. This one made me laugh. Jump yeah. in an elevator. Okay. No one should jump in an elevator. <laughs> Why in the F are you jumping in an elevator? Because if I'm in an elevator and anybody's jumping, even a kid, no. Hard no. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing, like... It's weird. Like, why would you jump in an elevator? Yeah. Like, you've decided that you're a jumping bean and you're in an elevator and that looks like a fun place to jump up and down. Like, I don't understand. However, if you do jump in an elevator, nothing's going to happen other than the people who are there are going to be looking at you like you're a crazy person. Yeah. And if you're on with me, who is a little bit, like, like nervous about out. being in an elevator... <laughs> And yeah. Uh, so there's that. Okay. <laughs> Next These are like I don't know who I need to find out who wrote this list and in like, the first place. Yeah. 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 So the next one is roll down a hill. Again, why? Why not? Who's that bothering? What is? I don't. Who wax is that? That's it. That's it. Who? How is me rolling down a hill bothering you? And you know what? Have you rolled down a hill recently? No, do you know when the last time I think we rolled down a hill? When? Did we roll? Did we roll down a hill when you finished one of the legs on the Ragnar? Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, we did. So there you go. There you go. So it wasn't that long ago that we rolled downhill, no. and it's fun. Yes, it is a lot of fun. I mean, sometimes as you get older, you I'm only wor- I'm not worried about how dumb I look. I'm worried about like breaking something. Yeah. Or be, being dizzy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next one was wear ironic t-shirts. And so so she gave a couple of examples of like ironic t-shirts that she thought would be like fun ones okay. to wear. And yeah. so the one shirt that she talks about wearing is she has a t-shirt that says, I'm not pregnant. I'm just fat. Love and, it. And she said that when she wears that t-shirt, she's like, I get more positive comments about that t-shirt than anything else that I wear. And I thought that was, I mean, that's really funny. Yeah. I think it's really, I think it's really very funny. I think it's, I think it's cute. Yeah. Yeah. So that was on there. Then the last two, one is exercise. Mm -hmm. And she, and so she says, she's like, and this it's ludicrous. She's like, because the same people who are berating overweight people for being lazy, because that's, tends to be a stereotype right that that if you Mm -hmm. carry extra weight it must be because you're lazy there those same people also don't want you like in their gym classes you know like so what am I supposed to do then so that was that was quite something and so she says you know like and and she also says she's like I'm telling you like challenging you get out and exercise like get out and move your body she's like but I'm not telling you that because I think you should do that to lose weight she's like I'm telling you that because it's fun so like find an activity that is fun to do and do it Mm -hmm. so which is which I really liked and then she said the very last challenge that she has because all people should do this is go out and do whatever it is you need to do to live. Yeah. You know, like to just like live life to the fullest. Yeah. That's really yeah. what she's saying. So. Okay. A-, a lot of those things are really dumb things. Like really dumb things. Really dumb things. But like also really fun things for people to do. Yeah. Like I, like I was thinking about the cannonballs. I'm like, I can't remember the last time I did a cannonball. And then I was thinking next time I'm at my parents' pool, I think I'm going to do a cannonball. That just sounds like fun. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, that's the, that's what I've got for you from things no one will tell fat girls. It was, it was a good, it was a great read. It really was. I have it. I have it on hold as you know, I do. Um, yeah no thank you thank you for that that was fun that was fun and and ridiculous at the same time fun and ridiculous yes it's very silly crazy i like the 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 um you know what we equate with with the beauty and uh i had had tried to i had started or i had wanted to read justine bateman's book face one square Mm. inch no, one, 12 square inches of, no, one square foot of skin is what it is. And so there were a couple of things about why, why in society, like there's an issue with women as a age and why that is, all, why is that unattractive? Like, what ah. was that? And, you know, she said like traditionally men's older faces signify power, but a woman's older face signifies a loss of power. Oh, and I, I was like, oh, I actually had to snap a photo of that page because when I, I was yeah. like, 
it's that's like, really good. You know, the signal nothing to do with with men's superiority or their ability at all, mm-hmm. but it's everything to do with women not sitting in their rightful place of power because they folded under the weight of comments that they're no longer young and pretty. We're beyond our our use before our best before dates. Yeah, yeah, but that's but that's so true. Yeah. Right. That there's this real sense that, you know, an, an older gentleman is is, you know, suave and debonair. Right. But an yeah. older woman is past her prime. Yeah. Past her prime. Yeah. It's like, why? Like, why? Why do we ever find an older face horrible to begin with? And why do we feel compelled mm-hmm. to always have to fix it? Yeah. It's, it's reminded me of the conversation that we had had um, either last week or the week before um, about anything like why, like when did, when did carrying excess weight become mm. unattractive? Yeah. And I know you've just read Gorge and in there, mm-hmm. there's the conversation she has with the, with the, um, the, uh, the, t- the people from in the women in Tanzania, Tanzania um, about want like how did you get to be like that because because they want to be like her because because, to have to carry extra weight is a is a sign of like wealth right because yes because you have like you have enough yeah you have more than enough yeah 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 so even though I couldn't get through the book face the the prologue to the book was was very good and the last sentence that the last thing that she writes before getting into like individual people is like, mm. because at the end of the day, there's absolutely nothing wrong with your face. Yeah. That's really nice. Right. Yeah. Like, that's, that's a, that's a goosebump worthy line. Yeah. And that is one of the reasons that we read so much. I know. It's <laughs> circling back to uh, to our reading this year, we've mm-hmm. we've done some good reading this year. You and I, Sandy, we have done some really good reading. And mm-hmm. I was, as I was saying, that I've read more be- since knowing you. Because do you remember? I think it was the very first time that we met, mm-hmm. and we went on that walk. We actually talked about a book. What book did we talk about? Did we talk about Daring Greatly? No, we talked about a book that we had both read and were under the assumption that this person was a person, an overweight girl who, oh, and then, yes. And she wasn't. Yes. And she was Canadian, right? Yes. Mississauga, what was that book? That is one of the worst things I have ever read. And we were both, uh, like we had both read it. Yeah. You had read it well before me. I had yeah. just read it yeah. and was so put off at the I, end. Oh, it was it was out. awful. And I and I remember I was so excited about it because it had yes. quite a bit of a, like quite a bit of critical acclaim. The, so the book was called Thirteen Ways of Looking at a Fat Girl. Didn't and I didn't know until the end that she actually she wasn't a person no. who had ever ever had to deal with her weight. So that was no. really pissy like you who gets you all of a sudden get to tell I'm sorry but you shouldn't be writing from a from a perspective that isn't yours yeah because yeah. you don't actually know oh you have a good memory lots of books since then lots of books since then <laughs> yeah yeah. Well, well, Sandy, we have kept our listeners far too long this week with all of our little uh, 
tidbits, but uh, but I think they are good tidbits. I do too. It was it was fun. It was those little shenanigans are good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and uh, as always, I look forward to hearing about the next thing that you read. What are we going to ask people for this week? I would like to know from our listeners about some of these like societal ideals that you are like definite yay or definite nay like thinking Mm. about some of the things that we mentioned like lipstick or high heels or shaving your legs or whatever Mm -hmm. it might be or maybe you you're thinking of another one that we didn't mention throw that out to us well I was surprised that what wasn't on there was dyeing your hair oh it wasn't on the list but I'm I mean as you know (laughs) Yay. I am a major yay for that one. Yeah. <laughs> I'm quasi. I'm quasi because I don't dye the gray away. I just add highlights. Okay. So I hope that at some point I'm super gray that I will have natural highlights and oh, I won't have to do anything. Okay. We'll just help it along the way now. As always, so good to chat with you. I always feel so good after having these conversations. In- instant mood booster. Instant. Carpool, carpool karaoke or beyond the way with Henny and Sandy. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Equal footing. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We'll we'll chat next week. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye.